Go ahead and give him a hand. Oh, he's really good. Let's read the scripture together tonight. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and what? Preach. Hmm. Wow. Now, who is this saying this? Jesus the founder of the church, the builder of the church. Now, this is the way he started it. Now, remember when the prophet was looking for the symbols to be able to type who the church age messengers would be down through the ages, God revealed to him a very simple principle. It was that God never changes. So on that principle, he was able to find out who the first church age messenger was and then everyone thereafter by that very same principle. It shouldn't be a surprise to us that Satan will want to change that principle in this last day. But for myself, I can only speak for me, of course. I ain't going to let him do it. If our God is not the same yesterday and forever, we are in a mess of trouble. Now listen to what he said. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Shall not be bride, but shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now that's pretty simple, is it not? And these signs might possibly... Every now and then, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. May the Lord bless his words. You can be seated. We're going to do something a little bit different here tonight. You figured that already, didn't you? The Lord blessed us in such a wonderful way down at, um, at the youth camp. And uh, I'm sure some of you probably uh, streamed it. And Brother Ron, Brother Andrew just did an outstanding job. Um, morning services and night services and what the Lord did. And I thought tonight that it might be a good thing if we would let some of these young people who have experienced the power of God and uh, some of the things that the Lord has done for them, if they would be able to share with you their testimony. Now, you may not know it, but there are, every year when it comes around spring camp time, there will be preachers that will start preaching against it and blasting it, don't want their kids to go and all that sort of thing. Um, but myself, seeing what, what has happened at that camp, uh, let me give you just a little bit of a background of the camp in Louisiana. The first one was in 1987. Brother John LaFontaine preached it. It was not at the current location where it's been since most of you all have been there, but it was at a, a very small place. 
The second year, there was a hillbilly boy that preached it from Kentucky, 1988. And thereafter, I preached it for many years. And it was about probably 89, me and Carol was trying to think about either 89 or 90, that we started taking a bus load, sometimes two bus loads, of our kids down there. Now, I've not done this because I feel that it's the political correct thing to do. I've done it because I have, with my own eyes, seen what the Lord God has done and changed people's lives forever. Absolutely forever. People that's gotten saved, people that's got filled with the Holy Ghost, people that's gotten healed, just phenomenal things that's happened. And let me say this, if I ever felt like that this camp got to a spot to where it was not worth our support, I would be the first one to withdraw from it. You don't have one thing to worry about on that. But as long as it goes in the direction of the message of the hour and the Spirit of God moving in that direction, I want to get behind it with all of my heart. I think Brother Tim is feeling sorry for me since I'm getting so old and can't hardly get around and all that stuff no more. So he wanted to give me a couple more times to preach before I uh, retire, I guess, you know. But I'll have to say in the last couple of years, it's just been such a, a wonderful experience. And to see the lives of the kids that have been changed there. And it makes it quite difficult for some of them because they come there and they feel the presence of God in a way that they've never felt it before. And sad to say, some of them go back to their home church and then they hear emotion hammered and they hear all this and that and the other hammered. You ought to be so grateful that you attend a church that believes the scripture that we just read here tonight. <clears throat> I personally don't think that God wants to move one time a year and limit it to Dry Creek, Louisiana. I think he wants to move among us every time we come together myself. Don't you? And the only reason he doesn't move in a greater way, I believe, is because our expectation is not any higher. I don't think any of us could ever go beyond what God wants to do among us. Great supernatural phenomenal things. Many of you saw um, the ones that was prayed for, of course, the prayer line a couple hours long. I don't even know how many were prayed for, several hundred. Seemed like some of them come through five or six times to me. But naturally, I was in the thick of it, so it might have seemed that way. Um, but the Lord did wonderful, absolutely wonderful things. I've already heard so many wonderful things that God did. Um, one, one lady was there. I heard about it today of a report from Brother Timothy. The message was new, relatively new to her um, and hadn't been married that long. And she looked up on the platform and she nudged her husband and said, you see them two angels standing up there? And there was one on one side of Brother Ron and one on the other side, and they were kind of supporting him as he was preaching. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, those of you that were there knew that there was a supernatural, a special something there. But don't just limit it to Louisiana now. Because it hadn't been that long ago, one of the young sisters from our church saw an angel of the Lord standing on the platform in our church. Why shouldn't it be? Brother Branham said, if you live close to God and you have the right type of homes, the angels will visit your homes. It don't have to be a church house. It can be your house. 
Amen. I believe myself that we are living in a great time. Amen. I believe the Lord is going to manifest himself in a way that we've longed to see for a long, long time. I believe that with our young people that they should not be, and I mentioned that to them in Louisiana, they are not just the church of tomorrow. They're the church of right now. I love to see them sing, don't you? I love to see them playing musical instruments and clapping their hands. And I love to see them sitting up here in the front. I don't mind some of you old timers sitting up there with them, but I love to see these young people up there in the front and worshiping the Lord and praising the Lord. I'm so grateful for that. Aren't you parents? Aren't you grandparents? Wouldn't you much rather see them here than out shooting up in some kind of dope and, and drunk and, and all that sort of thing? Huh. I want to see them drunk, all right, but drunk on the Holy Ghost. That's right. So why should we, as the older generation around this message, why should we not want our children to have an Acts 2 experience with God? Why should we not want them to see that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? That what he said in his word, that he still does that. As long as I'm your pastor here, that's the way I'm going to preach it because that's the way I believe that the message come to restore our hearts back to the faiths of the original apostolic fathers. How many believes it tonight with all your heart? Brother Rob. Brother Rob's going to kind of help some of the youth here. Some of them didn't want to get up and testify. They're a little bit nervous. So I guess if being nervous eliminates you from doing it, I don't have to preach no more then. <laughs> but I told Brother Rob, if they felt nervous and didn't feel comfortable in doing it, that maybe Brother Rob could just read it for you. But there's a few that I think wanted to maybe be able to do it. But let me just tell you, now, we don't believe in women preachers. So you sisters now, you just keep it, keep it, keep it light, you know. So. But I'm so grateful for what I see the Lord doing among us. Friday morning, Carol and I, we stayed in DeRitter, Louisiana, at a hotel there. So we was coming out, going to the service on Friday morning, and I saw the bus sitting over. Todd Lowe was written on the side of it. It said gray on the address. So I figured it was probably the one that brought our kids down. So I walked over there, and the bus driver had started the bus and opened the door. So I walked over to where he was. And uh, I said, hey, morning. How are you? He said, morning. And uh, he said, y'all going to the camp? Of course, he'd done seen my wife there, long hair dress, you know. I said, yes, sir, we are. He said, I brought a whole bus load of them kids down from Johnson City. I said, yes, sir, I know I'm their pastor. <laughs> he said, I'm going to tell you one thing. Them kids had church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I didn't tell him, but I was thinking, if you think they had it coming down, you're in for it when they come back. He said, I've took groups all over everywhere. I've drove all kinds of people to different things. I have never enjoyed taking a group of people anywhere any better than I enjoyed bringing them kids to Louisiana. Praise the Lord. That makes me proud of you as your pastor. Not only that your conduct is good, 
but that whether you're on a bus, whether you're in Cracker Barrel, or wherever you are, that you're able to let your light shine. From what I understand, some of the people at Cracker Barrel, they found out y'all was going to a camp, so they wanted y'all to stop as you come back. You stopped at Bucky's going down. They wanted you to stop at Bucky's coming back. You see, you may think, I'll never preach. I may never prophesy. But your light is shining. How long does it take? Well, how long does it take to turn a light on and it dispel the darkness? Does it take a light 48 hours to illuminate your bedroom, your bathroom? No. As soon as you flip the switch, whether or not you know it, angels of the Lord are with God's people. We're around it so much if we're not careful. It'll become so common to us. And we don't realize how blessed we are to be walking in the light. Amen. Let's just give them a nice hand tonight, can we? This is one that uh, she's not here today because she's not feeling well, but she wanted to send, this, to send in this testimony. This is uh, Sister Chloe Dixon. Friday, I went up for prayer telling Brother Timothy uh, that Satan kept telling me I would never get the Holy Ghost and it was just impossible for someone like me. Saturday night, God revealed to me that I had the Holy Ghost uh, I came home and my parents told me that I had no more fear or worry in my eyes. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm sick right now because apparently Satan thinks that he can stop me, but I know it just means he's mad because he knows he doesn't have power over me anymore. Praise the Lord. Sister Chloe Dixon. And uh, so I want to I want to tell you this as far as on the camp it's something that uh, brother Tony and first of all I want to thank all the the uh, the chaperones brother Tony and sister Jennifer brother uh, Horniak John Horniak of course was wonderful uh, sister Heidi don't know what we would have done without you uh, brother Jason that was great the gumbo was fantastic wherever he is um, we had a wonderful time we've always had a wonderful time but brother we started uh, talking and brother Tony mentioned to me he's like why do you do this. And I had to think about it. Why do I do this? And what came to me was the fact that I, it's easy to love the children. That is in me, to love children and to want to spend time with them, be with them. And I recognize it as a massive privilege. Okay? It is a privilege. There was another brother as the, the prayer line was coming out. And there were brothers and sisters, young brothers and sisters coming out. And it's like I looked at them and I, it struck me. I get to be here. I get to witness some of these things that are happening with God's people. And I get to be part of it. That, that is such a, an awesome thing. So I have enjoyed for years, because I never had it as a child, I've enjoyed for so many years being able to go to camp and spend these times and watch the, the, these things happen. Some of the strongest experiences with the Lord that I have ever had. And I think a lot of it is because of expectation. You don't have to work and you go and you just dedicate that time to the Lord. But I'm looking forward to tonight that we've not done this before because one of the things in my heart was that if they could only share with you what their experience is, to share it with the rest of the body, to encourage the body and let you know what it is that, that I have seen for years. 
the the trip on being on the bus physically is tough. I slept for th I think three days and I'm still not caught up, but it's worth it. It is it is worth it. And to get them tonight to be able to share some of their their thoughts and their experiences with you today is a joy to me to share that. As I had a little boy in my in my dorm, and we all went around and we said where we were from, and he was, I had the 14-year-olds, which was tougher than the 18-year-olds, by the way, the 14-year-olds, and, and we asked, I made them say, well, what their name was, where were they from, how many camps they've been to, and who was their pastor, and it came to me, and I said, and Brother Donnie's my pastor, and we had the first night, it opened up, and it was just wide open, the spirit was so strong, it was wonderful for you, you got to check that service out, and that little 14-year-old said, Brother Donnie is your pastor, and I'm like, yeah because he had experienced the power of God go through that camp like he had never known anything before. So I pray that it doesn't become common to you, right? It, that it, it should not ever be common, okay? Okay. Now, to the young people. As I told you on the bus, I know all of you have a testimony. All of you have a testimony, okay? And I love you, and you can stick your foot on the devil's neck, as I told you, and... and really hit him in the, in the nose and, and punch him out by doing a testified experience here of what you received in camp. But if you don't, and you're not ready for that, I love you anyway. Amen. Okay? And it's a button. You feed your experience. So that's what we're looking to do. All right, so who's ready? <laughs> who's ready to give their testimony? Come on up. Come on up. Now, here, as she's coming up, you, all of you children are in a very safe place. These people are filled with people that love you, and this is your church family. Okay? So I just want to start off by saying, <laughs> excuse the voice, it's all from camp. And also, I just want to thank you, Brother Donnie, for making us a way to go, and Brother Rob and Sister Sarah and all of the counselors. But I'm just going... <laughs> To be honest here, before I came to this camp, I was just struggling, and I just felt like giving up it all. The Lord brought me into a higher spot this past weekend, and one thing God really spoke to me Saturday night was when Brother Ron said to say out loud that you tell that devil, can't, you tell that devil don't come back home. And to say it out loud, your body obeys your confession like what Brother Donnie has been preaching on. And that whole service, I felt from the beginning, Satan was trying to take over and telling me I'm not going to get any, anything from this service. But from just saying that confession out loud, I felt a total peace, and that thing totally left me. The saint was trying to bring on me. And another thing God did for me was when I was in that prayer line, the sister tells another sister that just start thanking God for everything before you even walk through it. And that just helped me so much. And I just started thanking the Lord for everything. Because Satan was trying to come back again, trying to tell me you're not going to get anything from this prayer line. But I just kept on singing to the Lord and thanking him because I knew I was going to get a breakthrough because Satan was telling me that. And as I was walking through the prayer line, they were singing the song, Stay. <clears throat> and I told the Lord, please, Lord, stay. I know you'll never leave me nor forsake me, but just stay in my heart. Don't let it just be a camp experience. And I was going through, brothers were just saying, bless her, Lord. And I was like, Lord, I just need something more than that. Some brother to just speak to my heart. And I can't remember all the words Brother Ma Matthew McGeary said to me, but something just came over me, and I couldn't contain myself. And I just started thanking the Lord. And like Brother Donnie said in one of the services this past weekend, that I got more at that camp but I got more at that camp, more than just emotion, but power, and I believe that with my whole heart, I did. Amen. Amen.
Mr. Gloria. If you have a testimony, why don't you come over here and sit in the front if you want to do that. So, just to testify, before Louisiana camp, Satan had tried to bind me with a major complex in my life. And as Brother Donnie has taught us many times before, when the devil lies to you, sometimes you just need to open up your mouth and talk right back to him. In the day when we were leaving for camp, before I left to go to the bus, the devil had been lying to me that whole time because those were shackles that I couldn't break on my own. But I serve a God who has a promise that he will deliver me out of every trouble, even complexes. And so when he was saying all those things, I took the time to go outside and I put him in his place. And I said, devil, it don't matter what you say. What matters is that God's word is true. And I will get the victory over you this weekend. And I will not leave that camp with those same complexes. And so I went in faith to that camp, believing that God was going to touch me. And Saturday, the devil had been telling me that I wasn't going to get anything in that prayer line. <laughs> and I was going to walk through that platform and what, nothing was going to happen. And that I, wasn't, I was going to have those same complexes. And I was just, just give up, just live with it. But there was another report. And God said that he was going to do something amazing for me in that prayer line. And that I was going to walk off that platform completely free. And I believed that report. And I walked through the prayer line just sincere and trusting the Lord and what he had promised. And all of a sudden, that dumb complex left my body. And I know that I know that I know that it's not coming back. It's not welcomed in my heart anymore. And the next thing that I knew, God was, I was slain in the spirit and just thanking God. And I was carried into the back room. And that dumb complex can't come back anymore. I am a free woman. Praise the Lord. Not really sure what to say, but I just want to give praise to the Lord. Last year, I was really struggling in my Christian walk and felt like Satan was really trying to grab a hold of my life. And I felt like the Lord did a lot of good things for me. I felt like the Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost last year. And since that time, things happened and found myself struggling again and beginning to doubt, Lord, did you really do for me what I thought you did? And it's simple, but all I have to say is I went to this camp and I was delivered from that. And no matter what doubts that the devil may bring my way, I know that I know that I know I have the Holy Ghost. I just want to thank all the staff and the Lord for being there for me during camp. It has been an amazing opportunity. It is my first camp, so it was kind of new to me to talk to the people and to fellowship as much as I did. 
I have been struggling with anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts for as long as I can remember. I have shut my family out, my church family, I've shut God out. And when I went to camp, I really believed that something was gonna happen there, that I was gonna change, that I was gonna hear God. Saturday night was so special to me. I went to that prayer line believing that I wasn't good enough, believing that nothing was gonna happen, but something did. God spoke to me for the first time. He told me that I was good enough. He told me that I am worth fighting for, and I believe that I am good enough now. I believe I'm worth fighting for, and I know that he is greater than anxiety. He is stronger than my fears, and I am here today to testify to that. I just wanna thank him and praise him for everything that he's done for me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, like Chloe, I don't have much of a voice from camp, so just bear with me. Um, my testimony starts actually the week before camp when Brother Aaron Oglesby was here. That weekend, all of his services were just amazing, and Saturday night in particular, just it spoke to me. He'd been talking about clearing everything out of your life that was sin, and how you could hide it from everyone else, but God would still know it was there. At that point, I knew what was in my life and what needed out. So that night after the service, I went up for prayer. The desire for me, the desire for it left me right then. I knew I was free of it. A couple days later, it was time to go to camp. And you know when you're surrounded by people that it's not as hard to fight the devil because they're all fighting with you and you're just, you're not really thinking about it. Um, but that weekend at camp, the devil kept telling me that like, you're not free, you're gonna go home with that same thing and you're gonna fall right back into that sin. Well, Friday afternoon, they had a skit, and it, it forever changed my life. It was about holding on to baggage and on to worldly peanuts. Um, <laughs> you can't go into heaven with baggage. One of the sisters played a role of a person that knew they were wrong and what, what was in their life, but they wasn't ready to give it up yet. And when the time came to go under the rapture, she was still holding on to it. The rapture takes no baggage, and she was left behind. So the next night was the prayer line, and the service from a few weeks ago that Brother Donnie had preached came into my mind, the service where he was talking about double slaying devils. So I told the devil, I said, you're done right here tonight. You was done last weekend, but tonight is the night your head gets cut off. I walked through that prayer line, and I've never felt such an amount of freedom. I came home, and I've not had the desire for it since. Overall, the Lord just took me and asked this question. What in this world is worth being left behind? And let me tell you, there's nothing, absolutely nothing. I may have to fight to keep my ground, but the freedom and joy and altogether assurance that I have is worth every battle. So just thank you, Lord. Amen. So this was my first year, and I was expecting a lot to happen. So after the skit that they had, it really touched me. So when I was at the altar, I was praying for the Holy Ghost to enter me. After a few minutes of praying, I felt something hit my heart, and it was probably the best feeling I've ever had in my life. And after that night, I knew I was 
free from sin. So this year at camp, the Lord gave me one of the best experiences in my life, and I'm never going to forget it. Uh, Friday night, God set me free. He changed my life. Um, I felt like a new person. Saturday night, I went through the prayer line, and I remember very clearly <clears throat> Brother Tim saying, He sees your desire. I fell on the floor, and they had to carry me to a chair. And I'm sitting there for a little bit, and a couple people were praying for me. And so then I start to get up and go back to my seat. And that's the thing I know. I'm running <laughs> around the building. <laughs> uh, and now I can say, without a doubt, the Lord gave me my desire, and he filled me with the Holy Ghost. sitting on the back row and he almost hit me. <laughs> I thought I had something short, but after all these, that's in the typing I kept doing, so it's a little bit longer. But um, I just really, really appreciate being able to, to do this and to testify, and I think it helps me just thinking about it and instead of thinking in vague terms, instead of like, well, yeah, God moved or a lot, you know, it was just great. I can think about really what God's done for us specifically. So... Um, so I've been to camp seven or eight times, probably, I think, for, to Louisiana camp. But uh, I just noticed and it impressed on me this year how unified it seemed like it was more than ever, um, whether it was the counselors or the deacons or the first-year campers or everybody. It was just much more, it seemed, even though everybody's, you know, it's always young, everyone seemed mature, and that was kind of the general attitude. So one, one night, I don't remember which, year, which night it was, Brother Daryl Baxter and Brother Tim Winters prayed with me, and, uh, and I believe I was delivered of some, some doubts and fears that I had. Um, and then in the prayer line this year, I want, like I said, I wanted to be specific, and I'd heard on, on tapes before where, you know, um, uh, Brother Branham said, you know, tell God why you want to be healed or, or, or to speak like that. So, uh, so I, I asked God for a refilling of the Holy Ghost and a greater experience with God so that I could tell my family, especially one or two specific people, um, what God's done for me. Um, so God granted that request. A lot of my family's hearing it right now, but I may have to go out of my way for the rest. Um, so uh, both, or, both during the prayer line and Sunday morning, I received a special touch from, from God's presence, and uh, while Andrew Spencer was preaching on Sunday morning, he looked at me and said, come on, Brother Airwood, God's on your side. Um, so <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. I think it's about 50-50 on whether or not he knows my name. Uh, so even if, he actually, even if he does know my name, I, I still believe it was, it was God's leading for him to speak to me and uh, that he has a plan and, and is on my side. So even though I'm not as old as some people that went to camp, uh, and definitely not more mature. I, I definitely got a blessing out of seeing the Lord work in every one, pretty much every one of our kids' uh, hearts this year. You know? So, and I w also wanted to say that I mean, even if there's only five or six or seven that that say something right here, I I think that everybody else should take notice to to everyone's lives later on. And if you if you want to know, ask somebody, and I think they'd be willing to tell you because you know. 
shyness is a lot of it, and I don't think anybody, anybody that went to camp and got something is ashamed. They just, you know, just have different personalities, so. Praise the Lord. And I wanna, I wanna thank you, Paul, for helping me on this trip. Paul was a great assistance to me, and he read roll for everybody, make sure everybody got back in the bus, that we didn't leave anybody behind, and you made it very easy on me, and I thank you for that very, very much. Uh, all right, is there any other testimonies that I missed? Absolutely. Well, I went to this camp with um, very high expectations, and I knew exactly what I was going, I was going for. And um, Satan, you know, I, I went a day late, but, you know, uh, Satan kept trying and trying to hold me back and tell, you know, tell me, you're not going to get there. You're not going to get there. Because, I mean, there were so many things that went on that, you know, just kept delaying and delaying me getting there. But um, I, I, uh, I knew that I was going to get there. And so he, if he was fighting me that hard, I knew there was something in store. Um, Saturday night, the devil... Throughout the whole service, just try telling me, um, uh, don't go through that prayer line. There's no need. There's no need. I mean, you don't need to go through it. And, um, but right before the prayer line started, Brother Ron, he said something. He said, young people, come. I'm getting into this line later. And when he said that, I, I knew I needed to go through that. But when I walked through that prayer line, I, uh, someone prayed, uh, the brothers started praying, and, uh, and one minister exactly prayed exactly what I was, what I, what I went through, what I, what I wanted, and, uh, and right after that, the Lord, I just, knew, I just felt something, the Lord dropped the Holy Ghost out of my heart. <laughs> I'll never be the same. Praise the Lord. Uh, God bless y'all. I'll try to be quick. Um, so for myself, my own personal testimony, the first year I went was uh, in 2018. And, you know, I was just 12 turning... 13, don't know. I know Jesus loves me, but beyond that, and I didn't really read my Bible or maybe some Sunday school stuff, but um, it was there at the camp. I was, uh, I was thinking, uh, you know, heard about getting baptized. It sounds kind of fun. There's a pool. Uh, if I do it, mom might like me a bit more, you know. And it was during the skit of that year. I was sitting in the back of the church and it was called Choosing Barabbas. And the Lord just, that was the first time he spoke to my heart. And it was then and there at that camp, I wanted to be saved. I fell in love with my Lord Jesus and I just said, Lord, I'm yours. And from that year on, here I still am, you know, no matter what's come, the devil ain't stopped me yet. So I don't think he's going to. But for, uh, for this year, um, I just uh, was very, had a very specific need in my heart for uh, the prayer line. 
And, um, you know, sometimes uh, if the devil can't get you one way, then he wants to get your surroundings, attack your family, or just make sickness come, whatever it be. And we've just been going through some stuff as a family, struggling and helping each other out and you know it's just tension builds and such and but I went through that line and I said Lord you know you gave me the Holy Ghost I'm so grateful for it but I want my I want my brother and my sister to get it and I've been praying you know I see some these young sisters come up here and they'll dance before they will Lord and they'll worship I said I want my sister up there too and you know, Brother Donnie was talking about it doesn't have to be at a youth camp. It doesn't have to be in a church. It can be at your home if you invite him there. It was 2 p.m. this morning. We were all gathered together at the kitchen table. You know, wasn't expecting this, but I guess today was the day. So we were just talking and praying, and something real sweet came in my heart, and I turned to my sister, and I said... You're, are, are you saved? And she said, yes, the Lord's my Savior. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? She just starts breaking and the tears start trickling down. And she says, no. Do you want it? She says, I want it. I want it. So we all just, as a family, stood up and laid our hands on her. And she, she received it today. And we testify of that. So it, it doesn't have to be in a church. It doesn't have to be in a conventional setting. You know, if you call him on the scene, he'll come. Some real, that same sweet feeling just started filling all of us. I turned to my brother and I said, Joseph, you want it too? He's starting to cry over there. He, that's what he was did. He rose up his head and said, yes, I want it too. So I just want to say uh, we have this... Uh, plastered in our wall in the house. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And this day, that scripture is fulfilled for our family. God bless you. <laughs> How beautiful. Praise the Lord. Okay. Do we have anyone else? Nope. Is there anyone else? You what? Now the biggest kid of all. They make me feel so young. Uh, I just want to compliment all your parents, um, our pastor, Brother Rob, Sister Sarah, Brother Tony, and Sister Jennifer, mostly Sister Jennifer, and Sister Jennifer again, Brother Jason. Um, I want you to know that you all have some, if they're not your kids, somehow you're related. Yeah, amen. <laughs> and um, it's a wonderful, wonderful group of, of youth and young people. Um, they're godly. Um, Brother Rob, I don't, I don't know of any 
circumstance. I mean, I've been going to camp for years. I took a little break and I've gone back the last two or three years and um, it's just uh, harmonious. Everybody gets along real well. Um, there's a unity in our youth and um, they love the Lord. And uh, I'm very proud of them. And you should be too. Uh, I'm also pretty proud of that guy back there. He just, uh, the services were phenomenal. Um, from day one, it was like the Lord just pulling and pulling and pulling. I mean, they got a skit and, and they're laughing and, and it's, it's funny, but it's serious. And we got an altar full. Um, the Holy Spirit just... Let me put it to you like this. Pentecost was not a day way back. Pentecost didn't happen in 1903. Pentecost is present. It's here. It's now. And if you don't want to partake, you're not going to stop me. You're not going to stop these young people. Pentecost is here. And I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about an experience. It's happened. Some of the kids, you know, you, I hate to say it, but you, you say, well, this one, man, that one's looking for a boyfriend or looking for a girlfriend. There was none of that. I didn't get any kind of uh, entertainment or whatever vibe from any of the kids. They had one mind, and they went on that bus. They went to camp, and our church joined up with Brother Tim's church and Brother, uh, Brother Bennett's church and all these other little, little groups, and we joined together, one mind. And I'm telling you, if you haven't watched those services, if you haven't streamed those services, you're going to see that, that one mind come together and God come down. It was absolutely phenomenal. I've been in a lot of services. I've been in prayer lines before. Man. Just wow. Huh, Josiah, wow. Wow. I would ride 19 hours in a little bitty seat. Now, to some of you, it's not little bitty. But to me, it's a little bitty seat. Yes, it is. Sleep on a itty bitty, teeny weeny little mattress. <laughs> Council, I think I had 15, 16 year olds. They have a lot of spirit. Yeah. 
But they were all good kids. Only had to threaten one or two of them. I would do it all over again for just one of those services. But I'm saying right now, I don't have to go that far. It can happen right here, right now. Pentecost is here. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful. Anybody else? All good? All right. I got two things to share. If you remember, we didn't have a bus. Okay? The bus uh, line that was gonna, had taken us for years no longer was going to take us. So we were at the point we did not have a bus. And I mentioned we need to pray about having a bus. And the next day, Brother J.D. had some options. So thank you for that, because I'm not sure what we would have done about that. It, it turned out that the, the, got, the bus was, the owner was a Christian, and his bus drivers were Christians, and in the first leg of the bus, the owner of the bus was telling me about the Lord. And I thought, well, this is going to be good, <laughs> okay? So that was, that was a huge blessing to us, to be able to have a bus and to have Christian men that were taking us. Um, myself on the prayer line, I, uh, I wanted to go through the prayer line to go through quickly so that I could pray for kids as they were coming through. And I put my arm, I've been struggling with my arm for, uh, since December. I had hurt it doing more than I should and working out. And for some reason it just took, he, I don't know what happened, but both of my arms went straight up, like almost unnaturally straight up, like pulled up. And I came out of that and I feel great. So that was months and months and months. So I'm feeling good. Thank God for that. And, uh, and there were many, uh, uh, many children also that maybe didn't want to come up tonight that had mentioned on the bus how they'd received the Holy Ghost. That was, that was tremendous to hear one after another. It was a multitude of children saying that they had received the Holy Ghost and one after another, after another, after another, because the expectation was so strong in their peers. When, and they respond. They know how to worship. They get up. And I was, as we're sitting in the back, they had the adults sit in the back and we watched the kids and it's like, oh, I know that kid. And I know that kid. And I know that kid. It's our kids. Not that others don't have kids that are wonderful as well, but it was something really to watch them. And that's the privilege. And the last thing that I I thought, and it came out during the services is to recognize the fact that, um, our children are part of the queen of heaven and that they are the final voice to this age and they are maturing. That's take account of that. They are maturing fast as the scripture declares that they must to get to where they need to be that we all can go home. God bless you all. I wonder what the first century Christians, they had young people too, Brother John. Imagine how they would gather together. There's several of us here today, Brother Ken Ball and different ones that's been around for a long, long time. Brother Byron Palmer and Brother Harvey Lunsford, different ones that probably never even got to attend a youth service. Myself, the first youth service I ever attended, I preached it. I never had a youth leader. Never had one. Never went to a youth camp. Never had a youth service at all. 
But I know that there's one thing I think all of us desire for our children. And that is that they can meet the Lord Jesus in such a real way that no matter what they ever face in life, they'll be able to face it with him. Now, let me just say this for those of you that God did something for you, you know already. Satan will do his best to take it from you. If you stood up and you testified, you already know. He's going to attack you. But that's all right. You just attack him back. You just stand your ground. As his brother Ron preached it on Saturday night, we are warriors. We are not on a picnic. We're here in a war. And we are going to win this war by the grace of God. Let's bow our heads together if you would. Heavenly Father, thank you for this tonight, Lord. Mother Rob told me today that several of the kids was testifying on the bus coming back that they'd received the Holy Ghost. I thought, Lord, what a wonderful thing to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The whole trip, the whole camp, all the preparation, all the effort that was put forth would be worth to do it all for one, much less for multiple. And this is just our church tonight. So how many have went to Arizona and back to Ohio and to Indiana and all different parts and they're sharing what you've done for them? We thank you for it, Father. I pray for Brother Tim, Lord, in his church. I know it's been a big sacrifice for them for all these years. I thank you for putting it on their hearts years ago to be able to do this. I'm sure he didn't have a clue how it would be and how that it would touch so many kids around the world. Father, we're just asking in the name of Jesus, if there's one of ours here that could not go, I know some wanted to and they were sick, different things happened, they couldn't go, but may the same Holy Ghost come by this way tonight, Father. We don't, have to, we don't want to have to wait till camp next year. We may not even be here next year. But may the Spirit of God come by this way, Lord. Fill every hungry heart in this place. We know, Lord, it's not that we have to be in Louisiana. We don't have to be in Washington, D.C. We don't have to be in Jeffersonville. The thing of it is our hearts have to be in the right position. Lord Jesus, I've seen you heal so many there Saturday night. Your presence so wonderful. But we got sick folk here tonight. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, while we're praying, may the angels of the Lord go amongst your children right now. You delivered those of discouragement, sadness, and depression. Well, there's people here tonight that may be feeling the same way. But we believe you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We love you, Father. We bring our needs before you now, God. And we ask you that you would help us, Lord. Can we stand our feet? Emmy has a need, and you're allowed to be remembered tonight before the Lord. God bless you. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for praying for Erica. We so appreciate it. I'm sure most of you know that she contacted Shingles this past week. With everything else she was dealing with, she sure didn't need that. But the Lord's been merciful to her helped her and she's feeling better today and we certainly thank you for praying for her. But she still needs a touch from the Lord. She still hasn't got her appetite back. 
She's down to about 101 pounds, something like that, and certainly needs to, to be able to get that back. How many believes with us that God's going to take care of that? How many of you have a need in your body, your home, your life, whatever it is? Would you just lay your hand on that person standing by you? Now, we've heard our youth and Brother Rob and Brother John testify of some of the things that they did and some of the things that they saw and some of the ones they witnessed to. And we already know what our God can do. But let's just call him on the scene right here tonight. His presence is here. You know it. You recognize it. He's here right now. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree together now, Lord, touching the needs of your children. Not only those in the visible audience, but those that are streaming. Maybe some in the bed sick. Lord, I know different ones dealing with the stomach virus and this and that and the other couldn't be at church tonight. I heard from several today. May your presence go right there to their home in the name of Jesus. May that evil thing leave them. Dear God, we agree together as your children. We believe the scripture that we heard read when we first opened your word, Lord. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Satan, in the name of Jesus, take your hand off of God's people. We have a bill of rights given to us by Almighty God. Every promise that's made as believers, it has our name on it. In the name of Jesus, take your hands off of them. May sickness leave them. May oppression leave them. Father, may you touch your children. Lord God, we agree together tonight on the promise of your word. Lord Jesus, we're just asking that you would help us. Father, stir our hearts, stir our lives. We need you like never before, Lord. We thank you for every young person that got touched, Lord, there in Louisiana. Lord, we can't keep from being just a little bit partial. We're just so glad you touched the ones of our church. They're special to us, Lord. I pray, Father, for those that couldn't go, Lord Jesus, may they not feel left out tonight. But may you touch them right now while we're in your presence, Lord. Dear God, I pray the presence of the Holy Spirit would just come among us, Lord. Oh, Lord God, that great, awesome presence as we went off the platform that Saturday night and went back into the room, our Lord, with some ministers and the deacons and your presence come in such an awesome way, Lord. I don't think I'll ever forget it. Carol told me, she said, I've, I've sensed the presence of God since I was just a teenager. But she said, when I walked up on that platform, I sensed something like I had never sensed before. So we're talking about somebody that's been in the presence of God for decades. We believe there's more for us, Lord. We don't believe we've reached all that there is. We want more, Jesus. We want to be closer to you, Father. Oh, that you can be able to move among us, Lord. Won't you grant it, Father? May we have believing hearts that we can open up to you, Jesus that you can pass by. Set us free, Lord. Heal us, deliver us. 
do works in our hearts, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we love you, Father. We worship you tonight, dear God. Let the musician brothers come if they would. Whatever you have need of right now, just reach out to him by your faith and his promised word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, I need healing. Well, let the presence of God anoint your faith and move you to that land of good health. Peace in your mind. Children that are wayward, husband, wife, whatever it is, let's just believe him right now as we call upon his name. Father, we worship you. We bless your name right now, Lord Jesus. We exalt you, Father God. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We worship you tonight, Jesus. Let's just not be in no hurry now. Let's just worship him. Let's just take a little time to give to him. I know you're busy and you got a few more days left in your work week. But you know what? None of us don't even have a promise we'll get out of here. While we're right now in his presence, let's just make the best of it. Oh, praise the Lord. Maybe some of you older people need a renewing and a refreshing the way you see these young folks got it. Maybe you need the Lord to pass by your way tonight. I believe he's mindful. I believe he's mindful of every one of us. Whatever you have need of. Sing some for us, Harry. Let us just worship him together, shall we? Let's just give him a few minutes now. Oh, praise the Lord. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. I climb the highest mountain. Thank you, Lord. Looked all around, couldn't find Couldn't nobody. find nobody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I walk the deepest valley. Thank you, Lord. Looked all around, couldn't find nobody. Thank you, Lord. Oh, cause there's nobody greater. Nobody knows it.
to faith. I look upon your countenance, I see the fullness of your grace. I can only
the devil couldn't doubt it. He surely loved the Savior. There was no doubt about it. Satan cursed his body from his feet to his head and told him all his cattle and his children were dead. Well, Job's wife said, why don't you curse your God and die? But Job said, woman, you speak like a foolish child, my God. He ain't ever, never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good. Oh, nothing but good. Oh, he ain't never, never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good. I took him as my savior. I cast my lot with the chosen few and I started out for heaven. But well, soon I was forsaken. My friends left one by one. But the good Lord walked right along beside me, never left me alone. He fed me when I was hungry. He cheered me when I was sad. Well, he has been the dearest friend that I have. Like the Bible said, you're gonna need. 
agree with the words of the Lord God Almighty on you.
Hallelujah. Has it been good to be in the house of God? Absolutely wonderful time in the Lord tonight. Do you love him? Will you serve him? Hallelujah. Are we grateful for these good young people? The testimony that God's done in their lives. I didn't get to see what God done for all the young people. So I don't know what they got. But I know about Willie Johnson. He got something. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good to all of us. God has been so wonderful. The, you know, this past weekend at the youth camp, God moved in such a mighty way. He's moved that same way here tonight. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. As we go, let's just sing, He's All I Need. He's all I need. He is all I need. Jesus is all I need. Oh, He is all I I need 